0: Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch,
1: visit theglobalwatch.com.
0: Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Edward from Uganda. Is that where you're from, Edward?
2: yes, yes.
0: yes. So Edward is our... Technical host this morning. Sue and Fred just came back from Hawaii being with me for the last five days. So they decided that they can't be on the call this morning. So we'll be missing them. And uh, we're going to focus a bit on going back to the health and human service area this morning. And that'll be our focus as we enter into this new week. The new week is looking at the theme of foolishness. Versus wisdom, that's our uh, starting point for today's foolishness versus wisdom with the thought that Haman demonstrated foolishness, selfish ambition, wanting to gain power for himself. But Esther showed wisdom in knowing the timing and the way to wait before she presented herself to the king. And the uh, the scripture that I just want to uh, Put out before us this morning is from Isaiah 33.6. I'm just going to quickly pull that up because it's uh, really falls in line with our theme for the week. And I just want to make sure I do it in the new international version because it gives a beautiful way of looking at it. So I'm almost there. So it reads this way. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. So I'm just going to put that on the chat box for you all. I thought I would. Oh, you got it. Thank you. Somebody beat me to it. Appreciate it. It wasn't coming up. So, Charlie, could you open us up in prayer? This is the day that you have. Thank you for my barking attendance.
3: (laughs) All right. Father, this is the day that you've made, so we will rejoice and uh, be glad in it. We will head out this day, whether we're starting the day or ending the day, with your promise, with your faithfulness, with your truth with your wisdom that surpasses knowledge, God, and this is what we think. We, we think that you are in control, but now we acknowledge that you are in control. We somehow have to move, God, from our um, our minds and what we foolishly think up to the point of where you are in your heavenly realms, God, for where your wisdom dwells. That's what we seek in repurposing all of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Back a couple of weeks ago, uh, we introduced health and human services, and uh, we're seeing that God is, in his heart, wanting to see health and human services presented to the world from a kingdom perspective. The very early disciples uh, in Luke 9, Luke 10, were sent out two by two, and pretty much they did health care, didn't they? They were told to heal the sick. They were told to cast out the demons, they were told to bring new life and resurrection, and then declare that the kingdom uh, had come among you. So that was the basic premise of the early church was, I guess the early church was a bunch of uh, healthcare workers, in a sense, in the way that they went out into the world with that healing, gifting. And what we've experienced, Charlie, myself, uh, David Marks, uh, there's a number of us, but this call started with a group of healthcare people responding to the word of Dr. Ayman about the Haman spirit being at the core of the COVID outbreak. Uh, that was his uh, prophetic word, and from that prophetic word, we've launched into this 44 days of the Haman to Esther decree time. But I think Charlie, he's walked with our team, and so has Dr. Marks, and a number of people. And we've been trying to believe and actually doing various things to see the power of God's kingdom come into the health and human service arena. And I just remember one of those really critical points in time was the first time that I had the privilege of going to Israel. And we had done the the usual broad tour of Israel and we were our last night in a hotel in Jerusalem getting ready to go to the airport. And our team was having to get up at three o'clock in the morning to go to Tel Aviv. So it was one of those nights we just decided, let's skip the sleep thing and let's do some prayer. And in that process of praying, the question that we asked each other and we asked the Lord was, all right, we've just experienced this incredible journey in Israel and gone to the roots of the kingdom and release that happened through Jerusalem. And so what are we supposed to do with the rest of our life? That was the question we, it felt like something had happened during that trip that turned everything upside down. And in that moment, there was this uh, whisper that came from the Lord, and it was very simple. What do you have in your hand? And I said to the Lord, it seems like there was some guy in the Bible that had been asked that same question by you. And I think his name was Moses. And uh, at the burning bush, I think, Lord. And he says, that's right. And I said, so what do I have in my hand? You mean I'm carrying the staff of health care? So Moses had a staff, but us physicians, good morning, David, I think that's you there. uh, We carry that staff of health care, the caduceus, they call it. Some debate about that, whether that was the bronze serpent on a pole that came forth with Moses when the people of Israel were being bitten by the fiery serpents, or perhaps it was uh, Escaliptus, the physician in Pergamum that brought that into healthcare. It's a debatable thing, but that's what he said you have in your hand. And then he said, take it and deliver nations. So there was this call to use health and human services to go into nations and turn them back to the kingdom of God. But that's been a journey that started in 2005, that encounter with the Lord. And I think Charlie, David, a bunch of us have been trying in various ways to see that expression take place. But I I think all of us would sit here this morning and tell you, it seems like every time we start to make some progress, we hit a wall. And when we hit the wall, it, it either gets blocked or sometimes it actually gets broken and it's lost. And that's been the nature of a lot of different people who've tried kingdom Health and Human Services, even the, the story of the Oral Roberts City of Faith Hospital and Medical School went through that same thing. Youth with a Mission, which is the organization I work with, has been in and out of various healthcare projects that didn't work out in the end. And even now, I'd say we're engaging in some of these projects again, but there's just been backlash, there's been opposition. David, if you've heard his testimony, he had to resign from his position because of the way he wanted to be allowed to treat COVID. When we brought this to the forefront on that previous call there, there was a quite a reaction from a number of you that perhaps it's time to uh, create a healthcare watch, a health and human service watch, that out of the Esther initiative, there would be uh, a continuing something that would be formed to pray for health and human services. So in the time that I, I had the privilege of spending in Kona, Hawaii, with Sue and Fred just last week, I, I got to hear their vision for how they formed Global Watch back in the beginning. I, don't, I, I imagine most of you probably know that, but it came to Sue from a scripture in the Second Kings uh, chapter 11, the story of Athaliah. And Athaliah usurped authority of the king when her uh, son died, uh, Ahaziah, and she killed, at least she thought, all of the royal children so that the lineage of the kings of Judah would be cut off, and that allowed Athaliah for six years to rule the land, but on the seventh, in the beginning, there was one child that escaped because the sister of the king, who was married to the high priest, hid Joash, a, a newborn baby, and he was hid in the temple for six years. So, and so Athaliah apparently wasn't aware of the existence of this descendant of the king. And it says in that scripture on the seventh year, the priest called the captains of the hundred and they established three watches one for the palace, one for the temple, and one for the gate of Sewer, S U R. And once those watches were established, they were able to then bring the king out of hiding. He was only seven years old. So on that seventh year, Joash was made king of Judah. And Athaliah's response to the noise and the excitement of what was going on when they blew the trumpets and anointed the king was to come running. And their response to her was to take her out of the temple and execute her. So the line of Judah was reestablished through the watch. So when I heard that this week, because I didn't know the the story of the watch, I was shocked to to have this thought come to me. The king had been in hiding. The king represents marketplace things, healthcare, politics, business, the tech uh, watch that's already been established. So kingly ministry is different than church ministry. It's marketplace ministry, you might say. And so it came to mind that, and Sue said it to me, because through the, the struggles that I was going through in Hawaii with the project we're doing there, I ended up being put on a sabbatical for the rest of this year. And it's the end of the seventh year entering into the eighth year of our business that we started. So this sabbatical, I was struggling like, I don't know, sabbaticals are fun and nice, but what what about what I'm supposed to be doing for the kingdom? And what Sue in particular said to me is, Bob, don't you see? The king can't come out of hiding yet. The watch has not been set. You don't have adequate protection and intercession for the vision of health and human services of the kingdom being released on earth. And so she said, I believe it's time I believe it's time to set a watch for health and human services. So she asked me to just share that here this morning and then to pray into that. What what does it look like? I can guarantee you that physicians won't be on a call for prayer every day of the week. (laughs) If physicians, that's just not going to happen. It's a busy lifestyle, but that doesn't mean uh, that there shouldn't be a watch. It just means we need to be creative and we need to understand what that watch would look like. And then in that whole story of setting the watch, there's also something about being foolish versus being wise, which is our theme for today. Foolishness means you just go ahead forward as fast as you can, trying to bring it to pass, not concerned with what the backlash and the outcomes might be because you're just excited to do it. But wisdom says, let's wait on the Lord. Let's sit in his presence. Let's set the watch. Let's come together. Let's reason with the Lord and let him show us the timing, the way, the location, and all the things that we need to know, the strategies. And as we just passed through this crazy year of 2 22 a whole bunch of 22s lined up and it was a lot of people celebrating or at least gathering on twenty-two 22 weren't there. And that was to represent what? The keys of David. In the scripture I began with, Isaiah 33, 6, it talks about in the NIV. That's why I chose that. It says, and the key to this treasure, meaning of wisdom and salvation and revelation, the key to that treasure, there's that word key, is the fear of the Lord. But also, David had those keys and and." I believe in some fashion, those keys carried authority to open doors, didn't they? Because the Church of Philadelphia and the third chapter of Revelation says, I who hold the keys, who opens doors, no man can shut, shuts doors, no man can open. So there was something about keys and opening doors. And one of those doors, I suspect that David could open with those keys was the palace. One of those doors he could probably open was the temple but there's probably a third door that he could open, so to speak, spiritually, and that was the tabernacle of David, because David put the Ark of the Covenant in the tabernacle. He surrounded it with the Levites and the worshipers, and he would go to that tent to get the wisdom and the revelation and the strategies that were needed to rule the land, to know when to go to battle, when to fight, when not to fight, how to fight. So the keys of David symbolically, I I just propose, indicate an ability to open the way into the tabernacle of David, which is the prayer, the worship, the wisdom, the revelation, and the strategies of the Lord. So I just put all that together with foolishness versus wisdom. Old wineskin health care, new wineskin health care health and human services, healing in general. So this health and human services is just healing in the marketplace, healing in the church, healing everywhere, done by your kingdom. So this shift that God wants to do is what I wanna pray into here this morning. What would the watch be? What would the watch look like? How would it be established? What does God wanna do? So that we can take the old system and release God's heart for a new system. The way I put it is we don't just do health care in the love of Jesus. We've been doing a lot of Christian health care for a long time, mostly mercy ministry. We don't just do health care in the love of Jesus, but kingdom care in the power of God. That's the shift I want to see. That's the shift God wants to see. A health and human service system built on the kingdom principles on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ, the chief cornerstone. So as we pray here this morning, I'm going to open a song here because the the way God revealed this to me about four years ago was through a dream of one of my workers, a physician assistant. And he saw a man holding our healthcare system and money was coming to the man. It was going in his pockets, but his pockets had holes in them. So the money was just going right out his pockets and nothing. It was just like a cycle of money in, money out, money in, money out. Then suddenly the vision changed to a a man holding a new wineskin. He was holding it up and he opened the new wineskin. And as he opened the new wineskin, he saw two shoots of money start pouring money into the wineskin to build what God wanted, which was a system of wineskin with new wine. So I'm going to play play a song from Hillsong. You probably all know it. It's called "New Wine." And as we listen to this song, could you go before the Lord and ask Him, Lord, what do we do from here? What do we do from this day forth? As we see that Haman continues to block this vision for health and human services of the kingdom, we need to see it flip through the Esther decree. We need to see it. We need to see it released. On the earth, especially in times like Ukraine, where health and human services, kingdom care is going to be so needed among so many people. So Father, I just thank you that as we open this song, let us hear from you, your heart. Uh, I had said it, but it went to reset.
3: Just a quick, just a, a testimony to the paradigm shift. I spent some time working in, um, in another country for 12 years. And it was a great job. There was great things that were done and and God gets to be praised for that. But then I had a time of working in Northern Iraq with a team that actually worked out of a prayer room. We would actually spend time in in an upper room, literally. And we'd spend time doing a lot of harp and bowl things and listening to the Lord and then develop our plans and our, and our, our work and our witness to the refugees out of that our healthcare models that came out of that and it was just such a, a wonderful transition and i just want to testify that i've tasted of that and i've been in other situations in the us where i've tasted that and i've been under leadership that have done that and then that leadership has been removed and then you default back into this into this worldly thinking of how we can solve things as healthcare people how we can become the, the, the cares um, and the delivers. And it's just totally us, usurping what, what the Lord had intended for us.
0: Yeah, when we were starting a new clinic in Honolulu, and God prompted us that first month that we were open, it happened to be Pentecost week, that we had opened just before that. So we got seven different churches to come in and do worship seven different evenings in an upper room that we had above the clinic. And we did that while the clinic was operating. (laughs) And there was this one night that a pastor was preaching and he suddenly got this pain in his jaw as we were talking about how do you pray for healing. And then I got a page on my phone that there was a patient ready downstairs and so I knew by the time I got downstairs that it was gonna be a guy with jaw pain. Sure enough, that's what the guy had and able to talk to him. And then I said, look, we're having a prayer meeting upstairs. And it was you that we were talking about in the prayer meeting, somebody with a jaw pain. Mind if I go get the pastor and have him come down and pray for you? And sure enough, that's what happened. And the guy got instantly healed from his jaw pain. But the more important thing is it turned out the pastor had known the guy from the past and he was a backslidden Christian. And he gave his life to Jesus that night and came back to the Lord. So you see how the prayer movement, the, the worship movement, and the medical movement intertwine together when we do it God's way. What I'd like to do is just take some time. Is it possible, to, Edward, to break into groups of five or so? Just that way we can pray together and for about 10, 15 minutes. Let's make it 10 minutes and then come back and share what God's telling us but mostly just praying for the establishing of the watch and the structure, what that would look like and how God wants to do that. So is that is that possible Edward, to do that? Yes. yes it is. You might have to take your screen share uh, off you go first. There, anybody want to uh, make a comment or share anything before we do that? Just wanted to say, you might want to take your screen share off first before okay. we go. Sounds good. Uh, I think he just did it for me. Thank you. All right. See you back in 10 minutes.
4: You know what? Most
0: if you could, <clears throat> from the different groups, if there was any specific strategy that came forward or specific prayer that came forward, could someone from that group mention it? But could you also type it into the chat so that we have a record of it? So if you could put it in the chat, that would be really helpful. So for instance, in our group, there were some... Uh, Wonderful prayer, but there was one particular revelation that the different pieces of healthcare have a different priority of what might be opposed, and it seemed like mental health got highlighted as one of those areas that seems to cause the most enemy react, and that was a, just a really interesting piece of information that came from our group. So if anybody from the other groups has anything like that, please uh, go ahead and share it at this time.
5: Morel has one from our group. And I'm, Morel, if you can share that about the strong armor of light and I'll try to type it, okay.
6: Is I just you... felt that the altars of science, pharmacia, and Leviathan would need to be pulled down and that those in the health industry would need the armor of light.
0: Can you be specific on what you Uh, see? Those were the um, words that
6: came to me. I prayed them, but I didn't pray them in any authority because they just came as words, Leviathan, science and pharmacy and Makia. And that the authority would need to come by the mantle of the Holy Spirit to the people who are called to work in the ministry of healing because it's obviously healing and deliverance. Uh, so mean- that's needed anyway, isn't it really? The strongholds have ruled. Those strongholds ruled that industry and it may be that truth is the beginning of understanding because it has been concealed that they're good people.
0: Could you just, in general, pray that over the healthcare people that, what do you call it, the cloak or mantle of light would come, that that can be dealt with?
6: Yes. Thank you, Lord. Dear Holy Spirit, without you, Lord, we can do nothing, but with the mantle that only you can give Holy Spirit, that is specifically designed by you, and Paul speaks of the mantle of light. So, Lord, I pray for the mantle of the authority that comes from your throne, that gives your authority, your discernment, your majesty into all these things to do with your glory, your healing glory to come to all the people who are called in this watch to stand and take the weapons, the warfare weapons that you give. And I pray for this mantle in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Are you from the UK, by chance?
6: No, I'm an Australian.
0: Okay. There are quite a
6: few Aussies on this okay. uh, watch, where, where the Aussies really love coming on to Global Watch. And uh, thank you.
0: Thank you. Any other words from any of the groups?
1: Um, good evening, Dr. Doe and families. I'm Molly. My husband's also a doctor, and he's in he's in healthcare. And I've seen him go from a country GP to now working as an executive director of health services for a region. And one of the things. I'm so grateful that I've been able to come on this global watch and see that God's actually, the spirit of God is moving in the same direction because when my husband moved to that place and took the job, I said, even if you were to manage one hospital, you would need your pastor to pray for you. So let alone that you have to take care of 20 hospitals or facilities, you will need a whole apostolic team to pray into the whole region of what God wants to manifest in that whole region so we are stepping into this it's a whole new thing and I'm, I'm discovering uh, and understanding and asking for God's wisdom as you're saying so my husband's coming to that and so we involve our pastors with what with prayer requests for the hospital and the running the entire services so I just feel that the that i think it was mary one of the one of the intercessors on this call she said that the apostolic the prophetic and the healthcare needs to work together for the kingdom manifestation
0: and for that door be opened where are you located what nation
1: i'm from australia we are in australia but my husband works in south australia okay yeah
0: thank you there's it's very clear that we had a meeting of intercessors yesterday here in san diego and very clear that the structure that's needed is apostolic prophetic with worship and intercession Mm -hmm. so churches are learning how to do that but it has Mm -hmm. to be established in the marketplace so there Mm -hmm. needs to be apostolic marketplace connectivity that's what will give the authority in unity Mm -hmm. things that were mentioned yeah
5: that's right. Uh, from group one, I just wanted to share one of the uh, members, Petra, shared how over she's in Germany. They formed a prayer group at for their hospital. She's a lab technician. And so they meet regularly once a week. And then we talked about how I'm working on the U- University of Arizona campus. I'm a faculty over there to establish with the students, prayer groups, and my husband and I have been burdened and we're looking now to actually possibly renting a home right across the street from the hospital to set up prayer, a place for students to come and have discussion and uh, begin to release the power of God. Because it does, it needs to be, we need to take control of the marketplace, but that comes through us being in worship, prayer, the prophetic, all of those combined. And it's been a challenge to try to get Christian professors to even pray together. Just, I think this is so important. And I agree with you, Dr. Doe. So
0: I can recommend to you, I, I was introduced to a professor at Harvard Medical School who's working with people at Yale, so Ivy League level people. And they have a group of houses at Harvard Medical School they purchased. And they have medical students, residents, professors living in community together and gathering awesome. and praying for Harvard Medical School. His name is Bill Pearson. Mm. He moved recently to Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. But uh, he's already pioneered over the last 20 years how to use a housing type model to bring prayer and worship and connectivity for Christian uh, workers in the health system.
5: Totally so, awesome. I would well, love to get that. just thought you might want
0: to know about him, Bill Pearson. You can probably look him up.
5: P-E-A-R-S-O-N? Correct. Thank you so much. Definitely. This is like a confirmation of what I think God is moving us to. So thank you. And thank
0: what you sure. you're also aiming, yours is a little different, but it, it has to do with the tabernacle of David. Mm-hmm. It was yep. In the marketplace, the the kings would go to the tabernacle in the times of David to know what to do and to how to battle and how to fight. So by having that house, you can saturate it with presence, and then you can go there together for wisdom and revelation on how do we deal with okay. these situations.
5: Okay. Yes, yes, thank you.
3: And just to echo that, on Loma Linda has a CMDA house that is our Christian Medical Society house that's real, that they, they use for that purpose as well. In our group three, Judah talked about uh, complete healing, not only of the physical, but of the spiritual, the man that was let down through the roof. And, but Esther is involved with an intercessor group for the health system. And, and so we seem to be on a theme where there's the linking of the intercessors and the health system and praying for that, as we've heard in other groups too. Any other groups?
4: Yeah, from our group, Mary Faust had just a a real uh, diamond of a text, and that was Ecclesiastes 7, 10 through 12. And I'll post that in the the chat for someone to look at. But the points that we shared were that there's such a a learning to wait on the Lord that is so powerful and such a, a discipline that I really resonate with. That was really powerful and to experience. And that was what can happen in the tabernacles. My my personal experience is that I felt like there's such a calling out of Babylon and and also Egypt, out of a system of corruption and bondage. And I really had a sense out of this press session that in the old system, the old wineskins, the hierarchy of medicine, there's the priests of healing, which are the doctors. They're they're held, they're 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 almost the gods, but I felt like in the new Wineskin, that there's going to be such a teaming up of physicians with everyone. And so the healers not only will be physicians, but God is going to pour out his spirit of healing on all people. And so there's going to be that hierarchy is not going to be there. It's going to be just a brotherhood and sisterhood. That's right. Yeah, the, the unique model
0: of kingdom means that you're involving intercessors, you're involving worshipers, you're involving inner healing ministry, you're involving deliverance ministry. That was it. And the when we talk about marketplace and the different spheres of society, like business and politics, it, it appears that health and human services may be the bridge from the church mm-hmm. to those spheres. That was for education and politics and business to function the way they're supposed to do for the kingdom, there has to be healing of the people leading those industries. And so health and human services becomes a tool in the hand of the church to bring the healing that's needed to develop the other marketplace spheres. Can can I say something, it's okay. Please.
7: I'm the one from the intercessory prayer. And like what you said, I'm not a a doctor or a nurse. I'm usually a patient. And and we are doctors and nurses and and we are praying. And people as well, like me, that completely, you know, part of the help that's getting from the system. And yeah, the key is so much. Prayer, And I just, like in the hospital, it's not only the outside that praying, the, in the hospital to have the the doctors and the nurses praying and knowing just like I'm saying to break the spirit inside. And and that's the way that we let the the king of glory to come. That's the gate as well uh, for the king to come when you have, like I told Charlie before, it's temples, small temples in the hospitals. And, and you have so many young doctors and nurses that uh, need, I mean, support and that we have somebody that can speak to them, but then we have the teams that are praying for the needs of the, the people. Just Israel for the, for the, there will be 36 hours, they will need to work and some of them like now are just completely out after two years, always the key and for us, and it's like you said, the prophetic sitting up to go to get strategies, what he wants us uh, to do. But, um, you know, so like you said, but the shift with the people, the nurses, the doctors, and there is another one. Like as a worker, it's inside Like if one of the doctors is really heart or the nurse or even the cleaner that call, call to a friend in the hospital call and pray now as well. That's so.
0: Can you, do you, do you? Can you speak in? Do you speak Hebrew? Yes. Can you speak? Pray in Hebrew for the shift. You mentioned That's the word shift. Can, coming from uh, Israel, can you pray for the shift and yeah, pray okay. it in okay. Hebrew?
7: Can can ava ani balef ava mi balef avur ashinui ashinui bemarichet abriut ava sharo'vim adamai yasut ikablu chokma mimchase. את הרוח את... עבור, עבור חוכמה ישועה, אדוני, אבא, אז אני מתפללת שההבדל בין אחים, אחיות רופים, מחשבה של הרחייה, אדוני, אז אני מודה לך שאתה הולך לעשות דברים חדשים במערכת הבריאות, לא לא לך שתיתן להם אנשים שיהיו מאחריהם, שמתמד שלך, אדוני, שיש שם משהו חדש אדון ישועה, אבא.
0: Oh, and then man. Hillary, you have your hand up, Hillary Maroney.
2: Yes, I do. I was just looking in the in the chat. Sorry. As I waited on the Lord, I just was back on a prayer assignment with a lot of healthcare people, physios, doctors, nurses, whatever. In cause, in two thousand and ten, and I just remembered the death. The Hippocratic Oath, the Asclepian, the snakes, Mm
7: -hmm. that
2: hideous, long, dark tunnel people with mental Mm -hmm. illness had to go through amongst the snakes. I was just a nightmare. And I was just thinking that really we need to have an understanding of cutting off these Mm -hmm. evil roots Mm -hmm. of the, uh, inverted commas, Western healthcare. And then I just got uh, a picture of just a tragic scene where a little tiny child had been brought into a medical establishment from one of the bombardments in Ukraine and was dead. And the parents were in one room crying and the doctor was just holding his head in his hand. And I just cried out for the medicos over there. And I just thought, Father, this is, you need to pour out your Holy Spirit. There needs to be revival. And I suddenly realized revival is life from the dead. This is what Jesus did and he laid his hands and he prophesied, he spoke and there was authority and power in his words to decree and that life came back into those bodies. And we've been in this season where there's just been death prevailing. That's why we're all on this call because we're coming against this Haman system that is grounded in death. And I just was looking at the the chat and somebody had put in there that a deep concern for many who call themselves Christians, but actually rely on science. And so to actually come to this wholehearted worship of who David was and being willing to lay down.
0: Can you pray uh, that prayer from death Mm. to life over health and human services?
2: Amen. Father, I just praise you that you have made the way, that you've stirred us all up. You've put us together today, Father. And we begin, we believe today is a new beginning. It is a release of your resurrection life from the dead from this whole system where hell, death, and the grave, Asclepius, the Hippocratic, um, oaths and covenants and lies and deceptions have prevailed. And we've seen the fruit of it. And we're saying, Father, today, we want to rise up prophetically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to stand in your divine authority, to to stand according to your word, and believe for your Holy Spirit release of this life from the dead. And Lord, it's it's like in baptism, we go down into the water with you, Lord, in your death, and then we're raised to new life. And you said, Lord Jesus, behold, I make all things new. And I'm asking all those prayers we prayed 12 years ago That, Father, they would come forth into healthcare across the globe. There would be this whole divine release of your supernatural empowerment, that your Holy Spirit would hover and bring your divine order and you would pick and call and choose the right people into the right teams and houses and I love that scripture from Jeremiah 3 where you say bring one from a city two from the country and you will teach them you will give them understanding you will give them wisdom in the ways of the Lord and I pray this blessing into all the people you're going to call in this uh, wonderful new wineskin beginning of this Health care, which is really health care. It is about bringing people's hearts through love, not only medicine, but through caring and commitment and concern of the body of Christ for restoration, Lord, for redemption and that, Lord, you would truly be given the glory. You'd be at the center of it. You'd be at the head of it all. This would be all part of your bride in preparation, coming into your divine alignment and plumb line of righteousness and justice. That's the, the foundation of your throne. And I do declare Isaiah 28 today, Father, and that you're the one who is the just judge sitting at the gate in verse six. You say you will bring your remnant through, Father. We call for the remnant of healthcare to come through your gate of righteousness and justice we declare father that the refuges of lies will be exposed and broken through we declare that you are the king and you are seated on your throne on zion and you will establish that plumb line just as sue rose done in that picture of righteousness and justice and you will annul this covenant with death Through the power of your precious blood in Jesus' name. And we praise and thank you. You will do your strange work, whatever you need to do, to bring this into place in the nations of the earth that you're bringing into being the kingdoms of our God. And we give you
0: the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I think we could go on for hours here. This is amazing. But we, we are at the hour we need to end. So, Charlie, could you uh, lead us in communion and then we'll let people go? And until the next time when the watch is set. So,
3: Hillary was uh, just leading me into this. Jeremiah 31 33 says, This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another know the Lord because they will all know me from the greatest to the least declares the Lord for I forgive the wickedness and the sins I will remember no more. So Father, we just remember that it is your blood that has washed us and it has just provided a complete healing of our, of our spirit man, God, and bring us back into relationship with you. We take this now and remember your blood shed for us. Thank you. Mm. And Father, your body was an amazing symbol of your church, of your people that were mm. that is broken for healing. Father, the medical profession is broken. And we need you to heal our body. God, we need you. So we take this and remember um, that you are our healer. By your stripes, we are healed. Thank you, Father.
0: David, could you close us
4: in prayer? Father God, we come to you and offer ourselves as living sacrifices. Amen. Amen we lay down our lives we lay down and we make ourselves available for you what you want to do so holy spirit continue to abide in us and lead us and guide us and we just glory in jesus christ amen Amen. thank you everyone and i'm
0: sure there's much more in your heart so if there's any particular practical suggestions of what the watch could look like or what linkages to other watches that might be out there Could you send that to Sue and Fred so that they can accumulate that information? Appreciate you very much, and look forward to the next time we're together.
7: Can I have just a testimony? Sure. Um, We had working in the ICU, and it was this young boy on ECMO, and they said that it is the end, and she was in the night shift when it's quiet, She would pray for him and he was out of the ECMO and he had heart uh, surgery and they were thinking, that this is his end. And God healed him. He Amen. was gone home. He was gone home. So Amen. hallelujah. So, Amen. you know, God gave us a hand to late on our the patients.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Edward, for helping us today. I appreciate your help. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Blessing. Bless you guys and what you're
6: doing. Bless the works of your hands and your heart.